It's here. The Recruitment Mentors community is now fully open. For the consultants out there among you that are hungry to progress, this gives you immediate access to a collection of new mentors, live learning, weekly events, and real-time advice. Follow the link in the show notes or go directly to recruitmentmentors.com to join the community at a lifetime discounted membership price that's running until the 16th of February. That means you all have two weeks to grab yourself a cheaper membership. You really can progress your career without limits inside a community full of like-minded professionals focused on growth. I look forward to welcoming you inside the community. Welcome to the Recruitment Mentors podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and this is another episode of 15 minutes with a mentor series, which we're releasing in line with the recruitment mentors community opening. Um, and basically in this series, we're going to be talking to um, some of the mentors from inside the community and uh, asking them seven questions in 15 minutes. So I'm delighted today to be joined by Arj. Um, but before we go into the question, I'll ask you the first one, Arj, if you introduce yourself for those that may not know who you are, and then we'll get into it. Sure. Um, so my name's Arjun Gillard. Um, everyone calls me Arj. Um, I head up the .NET division at Understanding Recruitment. Um, I've been in recruitment for just over nine years now. Um, started as a trainee with one organization, worked my way up to head of engineering and construction, um, managing over 20 people, um, and then moved out of that into tech recruitment. Um, went back into a billing manager role um, and have yeah been basically spent the last year and a half uh, growing .NET and growing the team, um, which has been very challenging through uh, <laughs> the, the times for obvious reasons. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Nice. Well, first question I have for you in line with mm. that. So I want to know what your biggest challenge was in 2020 and how you overcame it and what you learned from it. Yeah. Um, so the biggest challenge for me probably was how to manage and lead effectively remotely. Um, yeah. It was like I'd never had that experience before. Yes, I've worked from home a couple of days a week before, but my team more often than not were always in the office um and yeah it was just sort of just a challenge getting used to it um with things because you, you don't get that sort of contact time with everyone like we were catching up two or three times a, a day with it and for me I figured out pretty quickly it doesn't and it shouldn't just be sort of work focused and like what have you done today what have you achieved how did you get on um sort of it was more empathetic with the team and sort of making sure they're all right um mm. first and foremost because last year in particular was was challenging for um for everyone like I was I was living in a flat at that point and didn't really have any well have much space so my work-life balance was getting really 
um, affected by it because I was just working all the hours under the sun sure. because I had, I had nothing else to do. So, um, yeah, I I shared my almost shared my problems with my team and said, look, I'm struggling with this. What do you guys feel? How do how do you feel about it? How are you coping with it? And it was like a, it was just a level playing field with um, with the team, um, and it was like we're we're in this together. We'll get through it together. Um, let's let's help each other, um, and and like I'm here to guide you and lead you, obviously, but also you're here to guide me and and, and lead me effectively. So that worked out. Um, that worked out really well, um, and I think the team team got a lot stronger for that, really. Nice. That, that's really interesting. Thanks for sharing that. So I guess in line with that, then always interested about this. So like what working from home tip could you share with other recruiters listening to this that has had a massive impact on your own personal productivity, would you say? Um, actually work the hours that you should be working um, yeah. and not not let it blur into to one thing. So I use my own laptop at home. So what I've done now is I've got all my work related stuff on Google Chrome um, and I've got all my personal related stuff on Safari because I've got a MacBook. So nice. every time every time I finish for the day, I sign out of Teams, I close Chrome, I sign out of all my work stuff and then I will go I'll go for a walk and effectively have like a mini commute home um as, as well and I do that first thing in the morning too. Um so it actually feels like I'm going to work and then finishing work um as well. That's that's really helped me. Yeah, great great. I love the Google Chrome and Safari tip there. Awesome. So interesting to hear this. So what's been, I know there's different sort of ways, but like for you, what's been the most effective way for you to win business over the last 12 months, would you say? Um, at the moment, it's been leveraging my network um, of people. You know, I've been in recruitment for a long time, as, as I've said, Um it's not just tech recruitment now that I'm I'm leveraging or people that I've met over the last year and a half. Like I've worked with some great people um, who have moved on and uh, gone into internal positions. So I'm sort of getting in contact with them and just keeping in contact with them. But a lot of the stuff I've been doing recently as well is being more active on, on social media and, and actually creating content. It's um, something that I've um, been doing over the last couple of months and really seen the benefit um, of it. And it's not just, oh, I've got a job, blah, blah, blah. Um, let me know if um, if you're interested because it's like people don't care. People yeah. like they don't want their feed um, with that the whole time. Like one of my friends is a, is a developer and he said the amount of recruiters he's actually disconnected with because all he sees on his feed is job, job, job like that yeah. so it's actually posting things and giving back to the community um as well so i'm creating a net insight report um for this year so i've been running like a survey over the last couple of weeks so i'm getting little bits of information um come through and i'm using that um to create content um as well which has been working really well like i'm getting candidates come to me i'm getting sort of decision makers saying oh i really like that actually we're struggling with this can we can we jump on a call and discuss it um in more detail so yeah that that's working for me so so yeah you haven't been just taking you've you've been giving and then that yeah it comes full circle love that yeah 
exactly. So what what habit or hobby did you start in 2020 that you're going to continue in 2021? <laughs> um, I started stretching. Nice. Oh my god, I um, always fail at that. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, well, like I realised I'm I'm really into the gym, and I realised that I wasn't actually squatting properly. I wasn't deadlifting properly because. Um, I put a video up on Instagram and my mate who's a power lifter um, slated me for it um, and said that I was doing it wrong. So that was fun. Um, (laughs) And basically he he worked out that it was just like my hamstrings and various other bits of my legs were were really tight. So he said, work on stretching, work on mobility. And I was like, I was always someone where it's like, nah, don't do stretching. Uh, Don't need to just chuck a load of heavy weights about. Um, And that actually, that actually worked really well for me. And I started day by day, week by week, started to see sort of incremental improvements. Um, And I combined that with sort of meditating using headspace um as well which yeah sort of doing both at the same time means that i'm actually going to do it in the morning and um it's then done so yeah, yeah i feel that, a lot more calmer respect. now yeah <laughs> respect stretch stretching is oh god it, it's horrible um yeah i actually recently bought a massage gun with, with highly I've got one of them short, yeah, yeah. yeah oh my god that's yeah good. i spent are. half an hour with it um yesterday and um yeah, my back was my back was playing up, and I just laid on the floor. And my girlfriend just had it, and was just sort of running it along good. my back like that. Very good. Yeah, anyone that's interested in stretching and these things, I would definitely recommend looking at that. Great investment. Um, yeah. Arj, what, what? Which do you think is better, the first coffee in the morning or the first pint post work on a Friday? <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting one. Um, I'd say I'd say the first pint if it was if it was in a normal normal scenario when you could obviously go to the pub because I'm very much someone who like I like to achieve and then get rewarded for what I've done so like the, the first pint at the end of a Friday when it's been a hard week, like if it's been a great week, happy days, like it's a celebratory yeah. pint. If it's been a not so good week, it's almost like a commiseration. <laughs> and um, yeah, you have a chat and a laugh with your mates uh, about everything. So um, yeah, I think that. First pint, nice, fair enough. So ne- next one is a bit more of a scenario. So mm. I want you to share with us how you'd approach this scenario. So basically it's a, particular business that's been on your target client list for for over a year for a while and you've had a couple of touch points with them different hiring managers over that period so some you may have spoke to a couple of them um about your um salary survey or they may have engaged with some of your content you might have sent them an email um and someone in your candidate network manages to sort of pass on their contact details and you call them they pick up they answer they say hello who is this and i want to know sort of how you'd approach that and what you'd say cool um so yeah so first of all i'd well i'll just run with it actually so hi steve uh my name's arjun gillard i'm from understanding recruitment um i've previously spoken to sonia who's your head of talent um and david who's the cto um we've had various conversations about salary survey that i sent out to them um and you actually liked one of my linkedin posts um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so yeah, thanks very much for obviously engaging in the content. But um, the reason for my call, um, one of my candidates who I've worked with and placed 
um, called Sharon um, actually gave me your phone number because she said that I'd really be able to help you. Um, she actually worked with you in your previous business. Um, so yeah, I thought it was worth just introducing myself and seeing how I can how I can help. Hey, love that. <laughs> nice. First person to do like a little role play. Respect. Love that. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love that. So last question is with it being obviously first quarter of this year, a lot of us would have been thinking about our goals for this year, hoping for a better year this year, right? So I want you to sort of think about what you'd want to share with me or the recruiters listening. So if I'm a recruiter who set my goals for 2021, they're written down, I'm feeling extremely motivated. What would your advice be to me to sort of give me the, that you think would give me the best possible chance of actually achieving the goals that I've set myself? Cool. So I'd say the main thing when I do goal setting is I set myself achievable goals. Yes, they've got to be stretched, but if you're someone who's starting out in a, in a new market and you're like, right, I'm going to build, I want to build 400k this year or 500k this year, is it actually going to be achievable for you to do? If it's not, I'd set something that is a little bit more attainable. Um, another thing I do is set both personal and professional goals um, and I tie those in to each other and then make sure they're written down. So I use um, this thing called a Zello journal, um, which runs off a six month period. So you write your goals down at the beginning of it. At the beginning of each week, um, you sort of list what you're going to achieve for that week. And then it's got a daily um, a daily target. So then you can write all that down. And then at the end of the week, you tick off what you've done, but you write what's good and what you've achieved, you write what isn't as good and what you're going to focus on for the week after. So like mm. week by week, it's just going to be incremental and you're going to get better and better and better. And then you're just constantly reviewing those goals um, as, as well. And that's like, I started using that last year and I noticed my productivity improved so much, even with working from home, even being on my own. Um, like, yeah, it was, um, yeah. it was really helpful. I love that. So like anyone that has set goals make sure that you've broken those down. And yeah, yeah I love that. I, I've done that. Some I personally, I've done that in the last sort of six months and it's, it's the constant reviewing and having visibility mm -hmm. on what your goals are rather than writing them in January and not looking at them until, I don't know, maybe March or later. That, that, <laughs> the part that really yeah. So, um amazing arj thank you that was 50 minutes with a mentor thank you thanks thanks for having me <laughs>